Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Shalom Bayez Shir, number 68. Email address, shalombayez777 at gmail.com. We're going to discuss now a situation where one, either the wife or the husband, um, is in a tukufa, is in a period of time where they're experiencing a, a sense of depression or anxiety. And... Um, could be clinical, it could be just even if it's not a clinical diagnosis, but there are times when a person feels down and they need to be uplifted. And the aspects of depression anxiety is still uh, not talked about, really. It feels isolating. You feel like there's a constant rain cloud following you no matter what you do and no matter how good your life is externally. Uh, sometimes the depression or anxiety could come from external factors, you know, stresses and things like that. But sometimes it comes out of the blue, uh, even when externally things are going well. And while you're in it, you think it's forever. But the truth is it's not. And there's a sense of failure, like you did something wrong or that you're valueless because you are feeling that way. And there's excess shame um, because of that, and you have that sometimes with uh, women that have postpartum depression, and um, they feel guilty that they cannot and have difficulty bonding with their newborn child uh, when they're feeling that way. And it's not their fault; it's no one's fault, and there's nothing to be ashamed about. And uh, it doesn't, uh, it won't um, affect the life of that newborn. Um, so that's something they shouldn't worry about. And the spouse that is seeing this, that the other one is down, they need to be there, they need to be present, and they need to be supportive. Sometimes there's counseling that's required, uh, but with that, you know, you work together with it. You're in it together. And this requires patience, and it's a journey, and don't be discouraged if the healing process takes time. So whether it's a clinical thing and you're going for treatment or medication and it takes time with that, or it may not be a clinical, it may just be that you have to just get out of it on your own. Um, but regardless, make sure you do get the help you need and encourage your wife or husband who's feeling this to get the help they need. But the most important thing is, is that not to make your spouse feel guilty or bad that they're feeling the way they feel. It is not their fault, and it's very important for them to that you to be totally supportive of the way they're feeling. And if these feelings persist, then you got to throw whatever stigmas we have uh, regarding um, getting professional help has to be thrown out the window. Your wife comes first, your husband comes first. And you get the professional help that they need. Sometimes they may need antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication to get you out of it. It could be short-term. It's not for everyone, this, by the way. 100% is not for everyone. We live in a generation where medication is very, um, you know, overly prescribed. So, you know, you could you have a right to go to a therapist or someone that's conservative with that and wouldn't just throw medication, you know, as prescribed it on the first glance but you know each one needs to evaluate based on their situation very often it's a it's a short-term thing um at times they would put you on something just to get you to out of that loop out of that um cycle that you're feeling 
and then ultimately they got out of it and then they wean them off it and then they get off it. So whatever the case may be, don't, if you see that it's persisting and it seems like it's more long-term than just a mood that, uh, you, you know, that will, you'll snap out of and this you're not snapping out of, you need to get help and you, and you need to encourage your spouse, husband or wife to get help because modern medicine that works is minashamayim. It's more normal, hishtadlus bismanazeh. It is normal hishtadlus. That if you're anxiety, anxious, or depressed, and it's you know, and it's persisting, the symptoms are there for a long, you know, for a while, and it's not you, and you can't pull it out, pull out on your own. And you went to you know, different people to give you chizik, and you're still feeling that way. Then you have to go and get that professional help because it could be a chemical imbalance or something like that. And uh, it's similar to, you know, the shtadlis on that is similar to these days where you have the test, there are Yasharim before Shidduch, they test for Tay-Sachs, other types of genetic diseases. And uh, except for maybe a minority of a minority of Paiskin, majority of a majority all hold that it's a chiv to get that testing. It's not considered a chesaron and betachen. It's part and parcel of the normal hishtadlis of getting... Um, of getting tested uh, to avoid those situations uh, uh, that would chalila cause genetic diseases that could be prevented if you knew about it based on this testing. And the same idea is with clinical depression or anxiety. It's part of and parcel of the mitzvah of a shmartem esnafshe seichem. So if a person really feels that way and they can't seem to snap out of it and their spouse realizes it too, and then the getting of the help is a mitzvah. And um, it's important to know that sometimes the depressed spouse, or the anxious spouse, feels isolated. They don't feel supported. Um, and of course, guidance is needed by a, a mentor, uh, whether a rav, you know, or a competent mentor, together with actual treatment. But it's important to know that this isolation that they feel when they're down or extremely anxious is a false perception. The person in it feels that they're the only one in the world that feels this terrible. And it really could be Mamish Gehenim. And it feels this terrible and they're the only one in the world that could understand what the way they're feeling because they're feeling so bad. But they should know they are not alone because many, many share these very same painful feelings and extreme anxiety or downness and you're not the only one. You know, when you're isolated, you feel like you're the only one. But there's many, many, many. And sometimes sharing that trouble helps greatly. The networking, things like that, of with other people who pull through. And that's why I encourage also, by the way, you know, and I know it's not easy. Because no one likes to acknowledge, if let's say someone went through anxiety, someone went through depression, someone went through some serious thing, and they pulled out of it, and now get, thank God they are okay with the help that they got, with the treatments that they got, whatever it is. I know it's probably quite painful to bring that up again, but if you see somebody else that is in such a state and it's possible they need the help like you needed the help, the biggest chesed you could do is share those troubles with the person that's in pain now and to encourage them to get that help. Another thing to do and put it aside with clinical depression. And even in clinical depression, I think you have the ability to do some of this. But it's very important 
that one of the things the therapist will tell you, besides whatever, if they do give you medication, they don't give you medication, but part of the treatment, and they may try CBT, other types of things, but one big yeside, and this is a yeside, by the way, for everything in life. I'm just picking an example now with depression and anxiety, is that you acknowledge your feelings of downness or anxious feelings. You acknowledge it and you don't bash yourself for it. You accept it, but you need to go beyond it, meaning you need to make as hard as it is and to give, make some effort at faking it. And eventually your feelings will catch up to it. So, for example, the first thing with a depressed person is they don't want to get out of bed. They want to just stay in bed. And, you know, sometimes they need that extra rest because they're totally spent. And sometimes you let them, you let yourself rest and your spouse should let you rest. But there will be times where you're going to have to muster up the courage and force yourself to get dressed. Force yourself to take a walk, even if you don't feel like taking a walk. Force yourself to act functional, even though inside you feel like you're breaking. But ultimately, this very, um, this very um, act external behavior of doing this will affect that your feelings will come. You will feel better. Depressed people acknowledge this. They acknowledge this, that they didn't want to roll out of bed. They felt terrible. And it took almost superhuman effort to get out of bed and start functioning. But once they did that and they pushed themselves, even though they didn't feel like it, and they got up and they got dressed, they, they forced themselves to take a shower. They forced themselves to get dressed. They forced themselves to make themselves breakfast and to eat it, even though they had no appetite. And, and, and ultimately, you will feel somewhat better. And that is a big aside to know the balance. You don't overly push yourself, but sometimes you need to push yourself to a degree to do those healthy things, even if you're faking it and you feel terrible inside. And those feelings, the positive ones, will catch up to you. And when you need encouragement, also it's important to give other encouragement. It sounds a little weird. You know, when you're depressed and you're down, you see somebody else depressed and down, and you give them encouragement, it'll make you feel better, even though you yourself are also feeling terrible at, right at the moment. But it does alleviate it. And of course, it could, uh, depression and anxiety could cause strain on the sexual life of, of, of the couple, um, just as thyroid issues could, and just like um, hormonal issues could. And you want to really be proactive. Proactive means you take the steps to um, get the help that you need. And again, try your best. I know it's hard not to let the intimate aspects of, the li- of your life um, fall on the wayside because of depression and anxiety, which tends to, especially depression, tends to make one want to feel more isolated and not really up to or physical intimacy at all, but they need to sort of still try to push themselves with that and with everything else that they need to do um, as much as they can as they're working on it and as they're and, and as they're trying to get better. But again, it has to come with encouragement, encouraging yourself as well as encouraging your wife or your husband. The key is the wife and the husband may not be the therapist, 
to the one that's being depressed. You may not be able to heal the depression. We said this many times, but you, but your encouragement comes a very, very, very long way to say, I am with you. I am not abandoning you. I'm glad I married you. And you're precious. And I'm sorry you're feeling this way. And we're in this together. And all that encouragement, they will ultimately, even if it feels like it's going in on one ear out the other right now because they feel too um, down right now, but it will bear a, a, a fruit. And later when they snap out of it or they get help to pull out of it, they'll remember the fact that you were always with them and you encouraged them and you didn't blame them. And they'll have a chorus of type to you and appreciate the fact. And they would say that your encouragement did help me pull out of this. Or at least your encouragement got uh, got me motivated that when I got the help I need, that I use, utilized all the help, all the aspects of the help that I needed to help myself with. So be encouraging, be affirming, don't give up, and realize it's not forever. Don't lose hope. Hold on to that hope. And the one... Um, that is encouraging the other one each one should encourage each other of course but the one that's down is a big mitzvah big schus to encourage and comfort and help and be, be a support it's one of the greatest chasadim you can do have a wonderful day